This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Good evening, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey. Sports Day SA, all thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Polaris end of financial year dealers have been extended How's this to the 31st of July? Get up to three grand's worth of free accessories on Polaris Range. is a massive day in sport. Victoria, they've dumped wow. the Commonwealth Games. Wow. Dan Andrews, never really been all that popular, but certainly not today in the sporting world. And uh, I must admit, it caught me by surprise to welcome you, Malcolm, that you, Australia generally, when they commit to something, a sporting event, we've got the Australian Open, the Melbourne Cup, all these big ones, um, even some of the golf tournaments, if they can get them. To just say, sorry, it's costing too much. What, what were your first thoughts when you heard it? Yeah, well, first of all, good evening, Dave. And uh, I've just, one of the things I've always found when, when governments and, and people spend money, it's usually to try and get a return, excepting in non-profit organisations. So I would have thought, just like the gather round here, I think South Australia or the governments have put out some numbers of how many people came, how much money they probably spent, how much it increased. The everything. Grand Prix over there? Everything, you know. So I would have thought that... How many athletes come? Is it three to thousand, five thousand? I forget oh, the number now. There's I, a lot. There's a lot. A lot of countries. Yeah. So there's a lot of administrators come with it. They have to pay airfares. They have to have accommodation. They got to eat. They got to drink. They go out and see the pit of the country. They got families. They got come families over. to come over and see them do it. And then you've got some television rights in that. So that there is a big melting pot of cash that jumps into the state, like Victoria or even South Australia when it comes. So for for them to pull out. Has someone done the numbers wrong to start with? Is the guesstimations wrong? They've had a Commonwealth Games there before. There's been one in, there's been five in Australia in the whole time. So there's a lot of history on this. To pull out now, I I don't I don't get it. I heard some commentator say today, is this the biggest political move of all time? We don't talk politics hardly on this because we're not good at it. But is this because we're going to give money to hospitals and, and schools, going to, hospitals. Going to, and, but they're doing that already. And some of the infrastructure, which was a fair bit going to be in Geelong, a lot of the games were going to be there. There was going to be a whole lot of infrastructure for the people of Geelong and Victoria. So, David, I can't answer your question. It is disappointing. It's disappointing, you know, for who is the athletes. I, I must admit, I wasn't on top of the fact that a lot of the uh, Commonwealth Games is going to be almost outsourced, like yeah, you mentioned, yeah. Geelong, Ballarat. Yeah. They've got yeah. all these, and they're going to build another velodrome, and they've got a perfectly good velodrome in Melbourne. Yeah. And I think the Commonwealth Games and Olympic Games deserve more than just taking it to regional. Like, if you, you take some events regionally, yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. And you still also build up their facilities with that. But I, I think if you're doing a world-class event, you have to have the best equipment. And all that is, infrastructure, is in Melbourne, yeah. not building other stuff. That's why it's blown out. And maybe, like you said, maybe politically you're thinking, hey, look, I'll pull out. We'll say we're going to put that money still in regional areas and the hospitals 
and the schools, yeah, so much- and I'm going to come out as dashing Dan. <laughs> hey? But how much are you going to do that? Are you going to put in $1 billion, $2 billion, $5 billion, oh. or $10 billion? Well, How would we know? Yeah, Seriously, how would we know? So I, I just find, I, hey, look, things change. We get that. The world's changed a it's bit. It's not a good look for Australia, though. No, well, I think not a good look for Victoria and the bloke in well, charge. Well, we're part of... Yeah, Victoria's part of Australia. Is it? We all get tarred with the same brush. <laughs> yeah, of course we do. I see Peter Malinowskis, who picks up everything, said, no, we've done the numbers before. It, it's just not viable. Oh, well, that's... I mean, and same with Queensland. Yeah, well, they, they had it not very long ago. And that saved the Gold Coast Suns because of the infrastructure. They did. They when did they have it? Yeah. Four or six years ago. Yeah. Um, Basil Zemplis from WA, yeah. he thinks, and he's probably right, if anyone's got the money, WA have the money. Yeah with the, all the mining profits and all that they make over there. Hopefully they can salvage it. Um, has there been a games that has been cancelled before? I, I think only during the war years. I, I think I'm right with that. Started around 1930. 30, yep. Yep, yep I did. Yeah, Patsy told me that today, my darling wife. She said she was all over that. Now, I think both war years they, they missed out. Where do, you, where, do you rate, where do you rank the Commonwealth Games? Because I must admit, I, I think as the years, when I was a kid, I remember De Costello and all that winning his yeah. um, his marathon. Steve Monaghetti winning. We were marathon. at the Grange Surf Life Saving Club the night. Were you? Yeah, I was coaching back in Adelaide, coaching. But Whitfield. has it has we it went lost there as a club? Has it lost a, a bit of its um, star status, if you like? I like. Are there? You got the World Cup. Yeah. You got the Olympics. Yeah. And you got. I mean, someone said to me that I, I guess as a meet, it's it's a great <laughs> experience for the athletes. Then go on, you know, to the Commonwealth countries to go well, it's on. A, to, it's a mid, mid yeah, part, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And probably the uh, the USA Games or their qualifying would be stronger. China is probably stronger. Probably England, uh, maybe. I don't know. So there's lots of other countries that are equal to that. But it's really about the experience of the athlete. So, oh, and, I feel, so you've got to feel for them. Yeah. You're training, you know, for your youngster now. Uh, training. I, I was almost part of it. 2018, of course, was the Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast, which yeah, turned out to be six okay. Years, yeah. yeah, good well done. Now we've got uh, some other. Just another quick thing here. There's a bit, bit of talk about the wild card round, David. I just want to bring this now, up. I, I don't like this. Uh, what's being mooted? Eight v nine, perhaps seven v ten in that yeah. last round, and the winner goes to play finals, and they get a weeks less break. I don't mind the eight v nine, but is it fair? Is it fair that seven plays ten when Malcolm Blight's team might be three games clear of tenth ranked and they they knock you out? So what? I'll tell you so why. What? So what? I'll tell you why. So what? It is not a fair competition now. It is not everyone plays each other home and away twice. Got the idea, yeah, yeah. right? So if you've been lucky enough this year, just so happens this year in this bracket, you get to play North Melbourne and West Coast Eagles twice. You are going to be two, maybe three games up, four games up on the competition. Very true. So it's not a fair competition anyhow. So if everything was fair in the draw, and we've got, what, 18 teams now? So if there were 34 games, games, yes, it's not fair. It wouldn't be fair. But it is fair now because of the thing called the ironies of the draw. So why do we have to fit The fixture. But why do we need to change it? It's been... I, had the I, final no, system no, because there's not enough winners. There is still not enough winners in our game. You know, you've got less than eight make the finals out of 18. I think it's too low. And there's only one ever got, you know, the premiership we get. We get that. Or could you ever 10 teams make it? Yes. 
without worrying about the wild card. Well, you do, but you can have that extra week. I, I get all you that. You like it. You're liking I, it. I actually like it because it's an unfair world now with the fixture that is there because of the number of teams in the competition. So the the league, the reason's unfair. They're maximising attendances and all the so-called yes. big clubs, aren't yes. they? Yes. Now, I'll, I'll ask anybody out there, and David Lachlan Wildey, if you were running a business now, I know it's non-profit. Our, our game, AFL, is supposedly non-profit. It's for the community, right? Basically. If you wouldn't you try and maximise everything in your family, in your life, in your business, everyone out there would try and do the same thing. I do not. I do not sit in judgment of the AFL because Collingwood play Carlton or Adelaide have to play Port Adelaide twice. I don't, I don't see that as a problem. The thing I see as a problem is the teams that are down the bottom and down the bottom for a reason, mainly because of maybe bad management, maybe bad picking players, maybe this, maybe bad luck. Well, stiff, get better, get better quick and get the marquee games. I'll tell you now, I'll tell you now, those marquee games will come if you start winning. I've always had Collingwood Melbourne they're playing on the the old Queen's birthday and mm. Melbourne were a basket case. So it's not always like that. So you'd rather have maximisation over I, fairness. I, I, I want as much money in the game. And don't forget, it's not only about the professional level, not only against it, it's also filters down. Don't forget the AFL and that brand does a whole heap of stuff in the community, David. Everyone forgets that. They do go down. It just trickled down. The more money in the more that goes down to the community. Well said, Malcolm Blight, uh, as always, thinking outside the square. Can we go to John? Johnny, all the way from Port Augusta. Hello, John. Hi, Wills. Malcolm. Hey, listen, fellas. Uh, can I say, you blokes are great together. You really are. I mean, um, you talk a lot of common sense. You're both students of various sports, which I enjoy as a sports lover of many sports, particularly football and cricket, but enjoy other sports as well. So good on you. But, uh, Malcolm, can, I've got two questions for you. One on your coaching and one on your cricket, if I can. When um, when you were coaching, can it send you to funny places? Straight while you're winning and all the rest of it. But, like, um, can, it, can it do funny things there if you're struggling? Not that you've struggled a lot as a coach, maybe 99 a little bit. But, um yeah, you know what I mean? Like you hear stories about what it can do to coaches. I'd say yes, and, all the and then, <laughs> And then also, you, did you play cricket for North Melbourne? No, um, I'll answer the first, uh, second one first. I actually, Ian yeah. Chappell, when I went to North Melbourne, right. I had played district cricket at Woodville, uh, a few games in the once. Yeah, I knew that. Um, Ian Chappell was coaching North Melbourne at the time and asked me would I like to play for North Melbourne, who were, I must say, were, were yeah. struggling in the cricket department. They were down bottom right. of the second last. And I just said I couldn't afford yeah. the time. Once once January yeah. came, you got into pre-season training. So I actually ended up playing yeah. sub-district in Melbourne up until January. Oh, yeah. So it was a really good comp yeah. in those days. Ma- Malcolm Marshall yeah. and Desmond Haynes were playing in the... Wow, oh, Malcolm y- Marshall. Yeah, playing in sub-district. <laughs> because the community, you, the community used to give them some money, whereas playing district yeah. cricket, you got no money at all. So uh, no. David's just nodding his head no. in. Yeah. Uh, coaching, yeah. Did it send you to funny places? It did. Uh, be, only, because, yeah. only because of the responsibility, and I probably took it on myself, and I've said this a number of times, yeah. I couldn't go to sleep 
without knowing exactly why yeah, we no, lost it. So, so, so you just you get burnt out, and mm. I, I got burnt out. I, I must say, yeah. now other people did. Did I feel as though I was under pressure to yeah. do anything silly? No, none of that. But geez, I was knackered. It's a great question, John. Thanks for that yeah. too, because we've seen recently some coaches. I mean, Alistair Clarkson, um, the blowtorch and the spotlight is probably even from when you've left like 10 times more and yeah. when you were coaching 10 times more than the previous decade. Correct, yeah. But we've seen a lot of people have, um, if you like, mental issues or, you know, they've needed, they've had stress. And uh, you've always said, Malcolm, until you've done it, oh. basic walk in your shoes of yeah. a coach, you don't know. You might think you know, but you don't know. You don't know. And as I said, I, I respect a lot of people in commentary, both non-players, that's in the journalist field, and ex-players, if you haven't done it, I'll guarantee you this thing, you just don't know, David. Okay, the big show coming up still, Marco Bello. I keep should put that number out too. I often uh, forget that. Um, neglectful. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. just like John's run before. And uh, I know it's new. It's our first year on, on cruise as well as SN. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Be part of the show. Love your input there. Or text on zero four two seven one five four one double six. And David, just before we go to the break, the AFLW fixtures finally out oh. today. So the girls, I call them girls, women have now know exactly what's happened. And what about the first round? It's going to be Adelaide versus Port Adelaide at Norwood Oval, Sam yeah, but, Fantasia. But, but How's that? At your home ground. But three o'clock on the Friday afternoon. It, I think it is. Shocking oh, timing. I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I think they've taken them off the ball, the AFL, in terms of Ooh. women... They're playing 10 games. Yeah. And you think about it, if they play 18, the cost is going to be enormous. Last year, the attendance was down, and so too were the um, the television ratings. So I'm not sure where it's going and whether they've – is it stymied? Is it just plateauing? Or could they put more into it? We'll talk about that after, but I'm, I'm not sure, Blighty. I just think uh, – I know the women are absolutely livid, livid with the, what they're getting. Only 10 games. Absolutely livid. Okay, uh, showdown's on a Saturday, but is it 3 o'clock? I thought I read a time around 3 o'clock, which is not a great time. Coming up on the show, thanks to Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup. That's going to be good, the 2023 World Cup. It's arrived in Adelaide. Uh, visit fifa.com slash tickets. Coming up, true or false, Adelaide development coach Marco Bello, also lost in the wash. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Mark Blight and David Wildey, time now for Tuesday's True or False. We have a bit of fun here. You can try Mate for $1 and get the double data on selected mobile plans. I'm going to hit the ground running, Malcolm. We spoke briefly about the AFLW before the break. Malcolm Blight, True or False, AFLW deserve a 17 Round fixture, not ten right now. No, I, I actually, I actually think to grow the game, grow the game. I think it's incremental. It's not a bad idea. Let the girls get better. Let them get trained a bit more. Get, get better longer. Get better competition. And I think otherwise, you just, you just might kill the goose. Well answered. I, I think you're right. They're going far too fast, and they've, and they've got to get the, um, the crowds up. Don't they? And also ratings up. Yeah, That's I, a big part of it. Yeah, I think it is. It's all part of it. But, I mean, they probably knew that was going to happen at the start anyhow. So, uh, my first true or false? 
the Port Adelaide loss will be a positive for the remainder of the year. They'll learn a lot out of that loss last week. No, I'd say that's false. Oh, um, I mean they could lose a couple more too. But the the they've got Geelong. They've got a hard draw actually when you think about it. They've mm. got three tough games in a row. Um, we got Lockie Jones on tomorrow night. Yeah. Ask him about that. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> Do you need to have a loss? You can't win them all. They won 13 on the trots. I'd say that's false. They just weren't on that day. I don't know what they learnt, too. I'm not really sure about that. Um, I mentioned during the call about Adam Kingsley, Giants never get the accolades, I Mm. think, that they deserve. They've been very consistent, if you look at their record. Adam Kingsley, sort of gone under the radar. Would he be in your top... Would he be in Malcolm Blight's top three or four coaches for season 2023. Yeah, I think he's on the cusp of that. Yeah, I think obviously uh, McRae. Oh, you love McRae. Yeah. He's, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, no. Hinkley. And then you start to look around. And if you look at the ladder, which well, is... Well, had Adelaide won, it could have been Nixie. Well, that's true too. Fifth, yeah. sixth. But, but, but I... No, you're right. Adam Kingsley is right up there. I mean, they're sitting right now. They're sitting... Where are they sitting? Ninth. Has... Uh, well, they have equal sixth on percentage, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, they are. Yep. So, yeah, probably right. Probably right. Okay. Right up there. My next one. The Adelaide loss will be a positive for the remainder of the year by adding speed to the midfield. Oh, I don't know if it's a positive losing that when you're up by three goals, but I, I agree with you. And uh, once again, Marco Bello can ask him about yeah. the speed. I, I think they do need speed a little bit more. Yep. Leg power. They've got most things right. I think very reliant on Taylor Walker, but I'd say false again. Giving you nothing tonight. Um, Brody Grundy, a lot of conjecture. Can they play the two big men? Gorn rucked on his own luck and played with one of the best oh, big men games I've ever seen. Yeah, did he? Only 30 possessions. Yeah. Um, will he be at Melbourne next year? Or, or could he come to Adelaide? There's a two part question. Two part question. I'd say false and false. Wouldn't go to Port or Adelaide? No. Wow. I wouldn't pick Did him you up. you knock that down? No, I wouldn't pick him up. I, I seriously wouldn't pick him up. Uh, I think he's going to play a fair bit in the VFL now, up forward. And so he'll stay at Melbourne next yeah, year? Yeah, he'll have to, yeah. I think it'll be a gilt edge contract, wouldn't it? You wouldn't have moved for not doing that. I couldn't imagine that happening. Uh, once again, seven-year contracts at a million dollars comes uh, back to you. Bite know what? You. You've said this for five, six years and now. And you're with me? Uh, mate, I'm with you. Yeah, beautiful. I'm with you. Well, can we record that, Sam? Malcolm Blight's with me. I like that. Oh, I'll play oh. it to my grandkids. <laughs> Here we go. My true or false, number three for me. Ken Hinckley, coach of the Port Adelaide Football Club, will sign on for another two years in three weeks' time. Well, that could be true, and I, and I think he deserves it. It's been a wonderful year for Port Adelaide, way better than I thought. Now, they don't want to lose the next couple. They need to finish top two. I think if Port finish outside the top two, it's going to be really hard to, to win a, a grand final. But I think you've coached. I mean, what more can he do? 13 yeah. on the trot. Um, could you say true, please? Because you've, you've had two falsies, true. and it's really dispirited me in a lot of ways. <laughs> oh, look at that, bingo. Another one for Malcolm Blight. Matildas, SEN are doing a, a lot of uh, FIFA Women's World Cup. We saw the, and there's a lot of interest too. They played mm. France last week. Oh, yeah. True or false, the Matildas, this is Sam, thanks to Sam Fantasia, will win the FIFA Women's World Cup. Uh, look, I, I, my odds are you would love not. them to do it, but I think I'd probably have to say false because there's a lot of great teams, particularly those European, South American, 
everywhere else teams. Where are they ranked? They're about six, aren't they? Six or eight? I think they were in the top ten. Yeah. Did that win put them in the... France were five, I know that. So I think they're in the top ten. Yeah, well answered. So a bit, bit of angst in there, true or false. And I love that too. Yeah, hey, coming up, Marco Bello. Our show thanks to Lumo Energy SA. Uh, switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. And also we've got, uh, looking forward to Lost in the Wash, thanks to the Toolkit Depot. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Mark Blight, David Wildey, lost in the wash thanks to Toolkit Depot. Gear up for winter Toolkit Depot with a huge range of outdoor power equipment. And went to work with. Now, David, just before, look, I've just seen that Malcolm's online. I really yeah. want to talk to him. We want to talk to him. But I just want to mention a couple of things. Do you know that the Open, the famous golf British Open, yeah. The love, 100, love watching 151st, 150, the oldest, the original, the best, is at Royal Liverpool. And there are 10 Australians playing in it. And it starts this week, David. You know, if we got in one of those pot bunkers we'd never get out again i remember we'd dig I in would. the sandpit i would i'd go out backwards any horse played the greatest shot i've seen in golf hard up against the lip mm. he got straight up and out i don't know how, how you did it anyhow i'll be too sidetracked hi malcolm uh two points first off i think the women's footy have killed their own golden goose with changing the seasons you know you'd you'd got to the end of the big bash after 876 games each and you <laughs> you you're actually keen for a bit of footy, where I think the AFL's yeah. the AFL Grand Final or SNFL, you know, the leading game in the state should be the end of it. It's like you finish your main movie and then you put the B grade, the B grade movie on when you at the pitches. I just think changing the seasons they haven't helped themselves. And the the other point, Bloody can and I'm referring to Riley O'Brien here. Can you coach footy now? Mine, Riley O'Brien hasn't improved his rut craft. As you said, his angles, he consistently just taps to nine o'clock. There's a lack of variation, very easy to read off. And he's improved slightly his marking around the ground, but his rut craft, I'd hate to ruck to him. And I just reckon it's, it's really interesting that you can have people who are extremely smart and vice versa in terms of footy smarts. That's Malcolm, my yeah, no, no, I, I made an assessment on this. Now, you, you can the percentages will disagree with depending on what your eyes see, but this is my belief, having done it for fifty odd years and been involved, is that I think you can improve on any aspect of the game that we all love by ten percent a year. So that means it takes you ten percent, ten percent each year takes you ten years to actually learn exactly what you need to do in every circumstances. And that's why the experienced players, uh, you get the occasional freak come along like Dacos, we've seen all that, but you have to add that each year, whether it be a good kick, a good mark, a good handle, a good decision. The hardest one to teach is decision-making because it's between the ears. All the other stuff is physical. So if you take that as a general rule of thumb and seeing the improvement of a lot of players 
over the length of their careers that I have, I reckon that 10% a year is about yeah, it. Yeah, I'd argue, Malcolm, too, that I reckon most rucks just hit it to, to nobody. The well, really good ones do. Well, because in the middle of the ground, it's nearly impossible unless you get on top. If you can get a dominant ruckman, then it becomes easier. It is hard. You have a look at their hands. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're, they're both seven foot nearly. It's yeah. bloody hard work. That Nui could. There's a few that yeah, you could, could do get it. A bit, that bit higher. Hey, Malcolm, would you go for Brody Grundy? You're talking about rucks, and I don't think you, there might not be a spot for him at Melbourne. Well, I personally would, but then Adelaide Footy Club have already got O'Brien signed till 25, and that's where you. Your list decisions are just so vital. And, and like also, Adelaide had Murphy somehow on a two-year contract, so therefore he was on the list this year. So it's quite often your list decisions um, even more or just as important, and it stuffs everything else up. Yeah. And, that, and that's why with the Ruckman, every now and again, I just reckon get up there and bloody build it and get your blokes running. And all this, you know, you can toss I know all that sort of stuff, but occasionally just to get that aggression through the fist and get your blokes running forward. It's amazing when you look at some of the Ruckman have 45 hit-outs and about six to advantage. I mean, yeah, it's not it's only a, Riley O'Brien, is it? No, no, it's a difficult business because, you yeah. know, they, you've got two big blokes going together. You, but what about on the boundary? A bit easier boundary to get your body and then... Uh, yeah, depending on your positioning. Slap it yeah. somewhere yeah. or down or... Yeah. Yeah, and it's also about the blokes on receiving it. I mean, I mean, Lee Matthews said they were useless ruckmen. Now, I disagree 100% on that, by the way, because there were some times you can actually get a freebie from them. Let me ask you, Matt Crouch looks like his papers are marked. Would you give yeah. him another crack? I, I would have thought so, but it, it, is, is that what they're looking for? Unless he uses his legs, I, I, you know, that speed thing that we've talked about, I, I, yeah, probably not. I just want to play a couple of grabs from Port Adelaide. They made six changes last week in Embry's Burton that actually ended up being sub. Josh Carr, Tom Jonas, you spoke about him last night and, and Travis Boak. Um, Josh Carr was put the question to him, would he be selected or could he be selected again this week? don't know. I'm not sure. Obviously, there's um, a lot of water to go under the bridge as far as selection goes. Um, you know, this is our first session back this week, so... Um, those conversations will be had later in the week. How did you feel about his performance back in the side on the weekend? Oh, look, I look at everyone's performance on the weekend and, um, you know, there's not too many players that would have won their position. So, um, individually, it's not the way I look at it. I look at it as a team and then we'll go through the individuals when we pick the team later in the week. Yeah, well... What do you think? Yeah, probably wasn't an endorsement. endorsement. Not, no, it wasn't a massive one. I tell you what's an endorsement coming up, David, and that's the test starting later in the week. In fact, to, uh, Wednesday, tomorrow. tomorrow, tomorrow. How about that? There are going to be some changes. We should. England have made one. Yeah, saw that. Anderson comes in for. Does Ollie Cameron Robinson. Green come back in? Oh, I I think they'll stick with Warner. Yeah. And I think oh, Bo Boland will go out. Yeah. And um, who who missed out? Was it Hazelwood last yeah. test? Hazelwood will come back in. Not Cameron Green. Well, the only way Cameron... Well, that's if you drop Murphy. Yeah. They do play do a spin? They very rarely don't they, play no, a spin. No, they like a balanced act. And Old Trafford, Old Trafford tends to spin. But then again, they've got Travis Head that can pick up a wicket. Marnus Labuschagne bowls a few overs. And, and Smith used to be a reasonable... He doesn't like bowling, does no, he? No, he doesn't now. But, I, I, yeah, I, I reckon Head, he's got that nagging length. That, and occasionally one, it'll hit a bit of crack in the pitch. I, I'd love to see both... Mitch Marsh and Cameron Green so play because they both can bowl decent overs. They can bowl. And they can bat. And they can bat. Yep. And the, yeah, interesting. Um, which way do you think they'll go? Do you think Warner in or out? No, it's, I think they'll keep Warner in. And the reason being, I mean, should he or shouldn't he? 
You've got to find someone better, and I'm not sure at the moment there's too many people better. Let's quickly play a grab from Josh Carr about Charlie Dixon. Yeah, we expect Charlie to, to be right. He um, ran yesterday and, and felt pretty comfortable, so um, we expect him back this week. That's good. On Francis? Yep. Uh, look, again, he's moving all right, and he's put up well from um, weekend of training and, and been, I guess, uh, looking after that back, so we also expect him to come in. Coaches never tell the truth, do they? Yes, they do. I, just, I always did. I, you know I what I found? And this is true. I love Josh. I, I hated on. all those last-minute changes and stuffing around. I used to I used to bore it. Let the guys know what's going on. Yeah, well, hopefully they can play because they both uh, need to play if they're going to beat Collingwood this week. It is 6.38. Sports Day SA. I get knocked down. Crews 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Yeah, when the Crows lose, they bring out the big guns, Malcolm, that's for sure. Marco Bello, Adelaide Development Coach for Tyre Power, Winter Safety Sale on now. A 25% off equivalent, four for three on selected Falcon tyres. Tyre Power, get your free five-minute safety check. Marco, welcome to Sports Day SA. Seems like we haven't spoken to you for a long, long while. Thanks, David. Yeah, it has been a while. Um, yeah, the, uh, that song that uh, was intro just then, we get knocked down and we get up again, that seems to be pretty out at the moment. So um, glad I could have a chat with you guys. Footy's a fickle game. A month ago, I heard some people across the border saying they thought Adelaide could push for top four and the, you know, a real rough chance of making a grand final. Four weeks later and uh, the knives start to come out and Nixie's not good enough, the players aren't good enough, they've got no midfielders. Yeah, that's footy, I suppose, but um, things change, don't they, in people's perception, if you like? Yeah, absolutely. Externally, there's been no doubt riding the, the roller coaster as we are, I guess, internally. But from an internal perspective, we, we've got to concentrate on, on what we um, can influence, and, and that's getting this group to be more consistent. So, um, you know, those uh, those ups and downs aren't as, as drastic or as... Uh, you know, as brutal as, as we're starting to see at this time of the year where, you know, as you touched on, it's win and you're, you're in with the finals chance and, and lose and, you know, now you're, you're 12th or 13th on the ladder. But, you know, this time last year, people were saying that this was the worst list ever. Six weeks ago, they were saying, you know, <laughs> this is the best side that could, you know, really push for you know, the, the top two or three. And, and so... Um, yeah, externally, no doubt, there's, there's a lot of noise, but internally, we know where we're at and where we need to get better and, and we'll continue to do so. Having said that, so disappointing, 17 points up at three-quarter time in a low-scoring game. Goals are really hard to come by, actually, and and you um, you got run over. And um, the longer the game went in that last quarter, they certainly looked the better side. Mind you, the Giants are a pretty good side, but that would be disappointing. Yeah, no doubt the Giants are a very good side, but we feel like we've played a big part in that. And when you're playing um, majority of the last quarter in your defensive half and and then starting to make skill errors, whether it be you know the execution or decision-making, um, fatigue, obviously, with the group, whether that's mentally or a physical fatigue, it started to set in at, at this back end of the year. And, and when sides press like that, they, they're going to... Um, capitalise more so than not and you know, we, we obviously only allowed them five goals up until three quarter time and then gave them another five at the end so that's that's certainly an area that we're, we're focusing on and, and making sure that that consistency throughout the year and within games um, you know, is at a high level Marco, just, um, on, just on the ladder, I mean I think I say this to, to most people that 
I'm a real percentage man. I mean, it tells you where you are probably both offensively and defensively. But last year, you finished with 87% and eight wins. Currently, you're virtually sitting on 115% with eight wins, with still six rounds to go. So the, the improvement has been marked. I mean, it is an improvement, and it's a nice little project up. The last six rounds are going to affect, really, how successful the year's been. Now, we know there's only one winner at the end of the year, but teams on the way up can have these little incremental increases, as I call them, and that's a positive for the year. So I, I, I personally still think you're in a positive zone, just need a couple, two or three wins. I know you could win six, we get all that, yeah. but just to get to those double figures would be a, a really good start. It would be, yeah, no doubt. That's the um, you know the, the platform that um, would certainly get us into next year and pre-season, et cetera, et cetera. We're probably looking a little bit further ahead than than what we need to. But yeah, the next six weeks will be will be important for us. We feel like we've got obviously a dynamic forward line that that can put scoreboard pressure on, and our defence as a holistic as a team is getting better and better. You know, we we feel like we're in games for longer, and, and as you said, you know that needs to transfer now into, into wins into the back end of the year when things get tough. You know, finals football is, is, is starting now really for those teams within 5 to 12 and any given week is a is a finals game so to speak because it could make or break um, you know the rest of the year. So yeah, this will be important for us this back end and, and no doubt the MCG this Sunday against Melbourne um, is the first of that. Yeah, not easy but that's okay. Uh, just had a lot of poor quarters, haven't you? I mean, it's still a young team. I mean, it's still when you look at the, the record, we get all that, but, I mean, everyone's in a hurry. I, I Just just an observation. I, I personally, this is just watching the game, and hopefully closely, it's just some speed away from the midfield. You know, probably both, both centre bounce and around the ground, just a fraction more. You've got Rory who can get it into his boot really quickly and, and Dawson can chip the ball around and, you know, Keezy can run hard and all that, but... I just reckon you probably need some more legs, just quicker legs in the midfield and a bit of zip. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we're looking for that across probably probably the entire fourteen. We've got, as I said before, really dynamic players in you know in Rankin and, and Rochelle and Pedler's got an explosive speed. Um, the back end, you know, in, in Malera and uh, Hinge is showing his power. Some Chase Jones a little bit more through that wing rotation. We're starting to get, um, you know, guys really like Laird, who's you know, been there for a long time now. But having that forward momentum and starting to hit that scoreboard a little bit more often. Um, but yeah, I mean, a Greens, absolutely. We need um, you know, a bit more powerful, um, aggressive forward momentum players that can get their hands on the 40, use the ball nicely, obviously, going forward. So. Um, we don't have any in our midst at the moment. These guys at NFL level, you know, Barry, uh, Sean Berger, probably the two that we've seen previously have, have provided that for us. But um, away from that, we're, we're still a little bit young. Zach Taylor's um, one that comes to mind who does have a lot of that, but obviously been injured for, for yep. all of the year at this stage. So um, we do have some within our, within our midst, but um, that'll probably be something that the Leeds management looks at for the um, coming years. Just give that phone steady, Marco. Just breaking up slightly. We want to hear all your words. Um, Taylor Walker, when he plays well, you generally win. Is it is it too much um, on Taylor Walker? The others have to pick up the slack because he is a beacon, obviously. And if he gets cut out of the game, it, it tends to have a real effect on the on the Adelaide Crows. Yeah, he does have a presence up in the forward line, no doubt. He um, 
you know, is a, is a big man who leads aggressively and when he's got his arms out and his voice is you know, booming across the field, no doubt the players take take notice of that. And, and that's what we need to get in guys like Darcy Fogarty and, and obviously Phil Thorpe and Elliot Himmelberg when they're in there to make sure that... Um, you know, they um, they don't um, you know just take a back step and allow him to to be the main focus. So um, we know the best sides in the competition have multiple avenues towards goal, and and we need to start to create that. And we saw patches of it early in the season. We've seen patches of it certainly from last year in Darcy and um, and Thorpe. Um, so yeah, that's that's something that um, we need to ensure that across the board we're not reliant on. Um, one or two players, and you know, in our case, uh, older players really in techs up in the forward line and um, Laird in the mid and, and Smith down back. We need to start to see a, a more even contribution from, from the whole side. Is fatigue an issue at all with some of the younger guys? Because I think the Crows, like Bloody always says, you look with your eyes, and a lot of that real spark you had a month ago, I know you played well against Collingwood for a, a couple of quarters, that was outstanding footy, but a lot of that just doesn't seem to be quite like it was let's say five or six weeks ago and there's a lot of young lads given Saligo a rest Michael Lenny's just a a young kid Rochelle's still a kid and um, even Rankin's a kid in Philthorpe these sort of guys, have you had to have a look at that too? Yeah, absolutely. We're we're, we're looking at that on a on a weekly basis. You know, the the wins are obviously at home, and then the losses away were were a catalyst at us looking into that and and what might be part of that. And and no doubt the um, inexperience of um, you know playing a full season for a lot of these guys at at a high level um, is is one of those things and um, not being able to do full pre-seasons is another. It's, it's not only as I touched on before, the, the physical um, you know, the physical component to it. it it's also the mental. Yep. Um, so staying in games, staying in um, seasons. Um, someone touched on it earlier today I believe that you know, the Crows have no players between that 100 to 200 range. We've got, you know, two or three, 200 plus. Yeah. No one in that yeah. 100 to 200 range and everyone else underneath that um, is obviously still fairly young and fairly inexperienced. So um, that, that'll come. That's that's the growth that we're looking at as a group internally. And, um, you know, we've got another six weeks to ensure that, you know, we, we continue to run on top of the ground where we can and, and we'll make little incremental, um, you know, benefits going forward. If not this year, then for years to come. It's going to be, yeah, that's, that's very true. You mentioned a guy before called Chase Jones. I mean, he came here from Tassie as a, as a midfielder and he's been half-back. He's done a reasonable job there too. You've got Saligo, who was out of the team at the moment, Rochelle and Rankin, you've mentioned them. I mean, they do have speed. And just getting back to that point again, at what stage, uh, you're going to, I mean, it's a tough game you've got this weekend, at what stage don't you go back to, and this is not being disrespectful, Keys, probably Laird, somebody else in the midfield, and you just throw these kids in and just see what happens? Yeah, that that has been thrown up, no doubt, a lot. And, um, you know, Chase did come in as a midfielder to start, you know, his, his you know, first or two years at the club. He was drafted as a midfielder from Tassie and um, started his uh, progression through there and, We've thrown him around a fair bit, and so there's, there's probably hesitancy at this stage to, to continue to throw him in another position. He's been our most consistent, as, as you touched on, and, and probably that continuity in a role is, is benefiting him at the moment. Um, 
Yeah, and, and with the rest of the group, there's no doubt this back end we want to start to see a, a little bit of a different dynamic. You know, we were pushing as a group to, as as all clubs do, to try and obviously make finals and, you know, the, the development phase started to take a backward step to a degree and um, as I touched on earlier as well with that roller coaster ride, you know, for a, you know, a home game, a lot of these players are playing really well and probably take a backward step to the away game and then, you know, amp themselves up again the following week. So you start to say, you know, two out of three, they've been relatively good and strong and powerful. So let's keep that continuity and now it falls away again. So, um, now it's probably been you know, two out of four or five weeks where they've only been up, so we will start to probably implement a little bit more of that philosophy, Malcolm, where we look at these younger guys and you know, Sean Berg coming in or a cook on the wing or mm. um, yep. you know, start to get you know, Berry back in there and um, Jack O'Hankley as well. So there's a lot of guys at the, at the you know, SNFL level certainly putting their hand up, so there's no lack of um, you know, performances at that level that can't transfer across at AFL level. Yeah, one quick one. You mentioned Cook. I think he's got a bit of that X factor, the ability to turn and do things. Uh, just a little bag of tricks. And we know, I think it might have been you, Marco, so when he came to the club, he wasn't perhaps mature like some 18, 19-year-olds, but um, he's now had a, a couple of years in the system. Where Where's he at at the moment? Yeah, his, his last month has actually been his strongest uh, at our SNFL level, so... Um, again, he's quite a games last year. You know, probably only resulted in uh, you know, a handful of touches and you know, limited impact here or there. Whereas even this year, when you know, his performances weren't at a high level, they were still relatively strong for a well, he just turned 21 today. For a kid who's just turned yeah. 21, that um, you know, he starts to now he's, he's you know. Lesser games are 20-odd touches and impacting the scoreboard, but over the last month, we start to see that increase again where he's getting more hands on football, continuing to hit the scoreboard, um, but also what we're starting to see is him you know, really using his his uh, manly body, so to speak, his, his aggression at the ball and, and attack on the footy is, is starting to be at a, of AFL standard. So I'd love to see him in the next couple of weeks get a, get a look in and, and, and hopefully he does so. Yeah, great Good stuff. Time. Good luck this weekend, yep. Marco. Appreciate it. Thanks, David. Thanks, Malcolm. Marco Bello, the Adelaide development coach. Yeah, I'd, I agree with you, Blood. He used to just a couple more quick legs, and but he's got a bit of that X factor. Yeah, you got to try him out sometime. Twenty-one today. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? I mean, at some stage or other, I mean, it's a tough gig this week against Melbourne. We know that. I mean, if they can win that, well, they're on the way again. If not, I think what Marco then was suggesting, maybe, maybe there's three or four they might have another look at through that midfield area, and you might find them one or two diamonds. Today is his birthday, Braden Cook. I joined the Fire Brigade today 40 years ago, Bloody, on the 18th of July. Well done. 40 years ago. That's the same year Kiwi won the, the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, it did, 1983. What were you doing in 1983? Where were you, 83? Were you uh, still at, No. Just came back to Woodville. Captain coach of Woodville. Wow. What do you got for the netball update? Ah, yeah. Thanks to Flight Centre, your real deal centre. The Diamonds squad... That's our big training. T- they're training at the moment um, for the World Cup in this year. The campus is a, su- a crucial period, obviously, for the skills teamwork and enhance their competitive edge. I'm reading this from Sam Fantasia, who wrote this. The Diamonds, the reigning Commonwealth Games gold well, medalist. Well, we've talked about what's that. What's going to happen there? What's yeah. going to happen there? They start their uh, 223 Netball World Cup campaign on Friday, the 28th of July, against Zimbabwe. 
and they will go for gold again. Probably win if it. not, if not, if not. Well, they should win the World Cup, but I think the Commonwealth Games, as we said, that looks to be in absolute peril. That netball report, thanks to Flight Centre, your real deal centre, playing centre for over 40 years. Interesting tonight. Obviously, the Commonwealth Games have dominated proceedings. And, and the also the, what do they call it, the the last round where maybe seven plays, ten, eight plays, nine to all, secure all the it. above. Didn't like it. I Didn't like it. If you've, if you've busted your gut, or you could be three games clear, well, four games clear, seven Yeah, to but can I tell you something now? I'll just say what I said at the start of the show. If it was an even competition, in other words, 18 teams, they played 34 games, I'd agree with it. I'd agree with your sentiment. Yeah, but it's not. But, but it's not. So you get the top teams, the bottom teams in all shapes and sizes. So it's not an even competition. So to have that, maybe, maybe you got to play North Melbourne and West Coast Eagles twice compared to someone that didn't. So maybe then just do the 8th v 9th rather than 7th v 10th. That's getting a little bit... That's another thing. But the whole idea is okay because it's not even, David. I haven't heard anyone say that. You're hearing it first again, although second again because I said it earlier. Yes, you did say that. Have a great night tonight, Malcolm. And, of course, tomorrow night we can't wait for the fourth Test match. Um, Hopefully the rain stays away. We'll speak to Laurie Colliver uh, prior to that too and uh, looking forward to that. Have a great night. Do it all again tomorrow between 6 and 7. Bye for now. Bye, David. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.